0: So I told you yesterday, you know, obviously we needed to talk about Boulder, Colorado yesterday. But I said to you, and I, I had plans of uh, discussing this. Uh, we had plans of discussing this yesterday, but I, I moved it uh, to today. On Monday, Mayor Tim Keller, didn't, no surprise, he announced that uh, he will formally seek reelection. Uh, to can continue serving as the mayor of Albuquerque, and what I wanted to do, and I'm going to do this for anybody uh, that I—I I, 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 let me just be really careful about this. But I, you got to be a viable candidate, and if you want to know what that means, well, you know, I, I make the rules, and so uh, we're going to do this for viable candidates. We're, we're going to break it down. We're going to we're going to we're going to bring up the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so since Tim Keller was the first out of the shoot, we're going to discuss whether Tim Keller, being he will be the incumbent, does he deserve another four years as the mayor? So let's take a look at what the mayor said in 2017 when he was running to be the mayor. The question to him was, what's the biggest issue facing the city? And he said, well, we have the highest crime rate in a decade. Uh, Well, that's really not true. We've had very high crime rates for a very long time. And as I pointed out to you in 2014, there were 30 homicides. And so, But again, we'll put it in perspective. Uh, The mayor at the time was running, and candidates will say just about anything to get elected. And I know because I was one. But he said, we have the highest crime rate in decades. And he said that, uh, let's meet the challenges head on and build a safe, inclusive, and innovative city. Then he was asked, what are your plans to tackle Albuquerque's crime problem? He said, community policing, all right, embracing and completing DOJ efforts. That didn't happen. Taking better care of our frontline officers by no longer waiting for others pointing fingers or making excuses for officer shortages. Okay. No more pointing fingers. But that's all he's been doing for the last several months, has been pointing the finger at the previous chief, the chief he appointed, right, Geyer? Um, Remember that? Uh, And so him and the new chief have been doing nothing but pointing fingers every chance they get. I mean, if there's ever a problem right now, it's it's got to be Geyer's fault. You know, if your water doesn't, you know, it doesn't taste good, well, it, you got to blame Chief Geyer. Making excuses for officer shortage. Um, okay, well, we heard from Joe Polizar, the former chief of police a couple of weeks ago, who said that the number of officers when he left in 1997 is about it's relatively the same. Uh, you know the the other question was what do you believe is the optimum number of officers for APD to candidate Keller? He said to institute real community policing, reduce nine 9-1 eleven wait times, and curb property crime. We need approximately four hundred more officers. <clears throat> that didn't happen. Short term, I'll create multi agency task force. To saturate high crime areas, while recruiting vetted transfers who will attend a con- condensed academy, and so that's laterals, um, you know th- th- he did not increase the number by four hundred. Nine eleven times have not been decreased, um, and then there was a pretty interesting question. It was whether he would. Um, it was actually about the former chief. And he said that he was going to bring on a new chief. And he said any mayor coming in with, uh, with these results should bring in a new team. I'll bring in interim outside leadership with past local experience to stabilize command and enable a national search. A national search. Okay. I'll take responsibility for evaluation and accountability of all city executives. And so that's what he said about his chief of police. He also said that um, when it comes to the DOJ, we must restore trust, change the culture, and finish DOJ efforts. Take uh, Time to take back the department. Put millions spent on legal fees instead towards hiring more qualified officers. All restructure. <laughs> also, get this one. Restructure internal affairs and all oversight functions. And and based on the mayor's own statements, internal affairs is an absolute mess. So much so that now we have two chiefs of police. One to handle the administration and operations of the uh, investigative functions and a new chief to handle internal affairs and DOJ. And and so, you know, again, this is what you do. Uh, and, and as I said, when viable candidates are going to announce that they're running for mayor, we're going to look at their records, uh, and we're going to, you know, we're going to say the question is, knowing what we know, this is exactly what the mayor ran on four years ago. He said he was going to basically because the department was a mess prior to him, and he was going to change all of that. But according to the the mayor. In his first three years in office, the police department was a mess. And so much so that we've had two national searches that resulted in local, uh, the, the inside guy, being hired. But now it's so bad that we have two chiefs of police. And so when it comes to crime, uh, and there's some other things we'll talk about, but does the does, does the mayor deserve another four years? And as I said, we'll get we'll talk about some of the other things because again, the mayor when he announced, he talked about COVID nineteen. That was his big thing. He said that he um, he should be reelected because he did such a great job uh, with COVID nineteen. He said that he believed that the city was going in the right direction and we must keep course. So now it's time to hit the accelerator and we don't need to go backwards. Oh, I'd like a little backwards, like, oh, I don't know, 2014 when there were 30 murders, not 84. Going backwards isn't always a bad thing. But he did talk a lot about COVID-19, and I think that's interesting because, again, what did the mayor have to do? As I told you before, look, I get it. He doesn't want to talk about crime, so he talks about COVID-19, but he wasn't really a big player in the game, except he got to dole out a little bit of money. The first major candidate to announce for mayor? officially announced for mayor, is the mayor, Mayor Keller. He announced on Monday and basically is saying that the the city is headed in the right direction um, and that we must keep course. And he said it's now time to hit the accelerator and we don't need to go backwards. Uh, I, and, and the thing I find interesting is, and look, again, these are campaigns, folks. Understand that. He said nearly three and a half years into his first term, He said his major signature accomplishment of his administration has been the city's performance during COVID-19. And I get it. You know, when when you have a crime problem and murder rate that, um, you know, is just off the charts, you got to point to something. And he said this, shepherding our city, leading our city, making those tough decisions was a trial like no other. I think it's shown we are tested by crisis our city has not seen in decades or in modern history. That puts us in great position going forward. And and and, and here's the thing I ask of you: What was really so tough for the city of Albuquerque and the mayor? What what was the hardest part uh, that he had any real part in, if you will? Because remember, the real tough decisions they were made by the governor. When you have to talk about these public health orders and the criticism, and, and, and the mayor didn't have to do any real budgeting. I mean, while businesses were closing left and right, the city was, was gifted with an, a substantial amount of federal money. The first, the first chunk, I believe, was uh, $150 million. A hundred and fifty million was the first chunk of relief. Now they're getting gonna get another hundred and fourteen million. So two hundred and sixty four million in federal money? You don't have to make any tough decisions because the books got taken care of by the feds. And so I get it. I look, I understand. He's gotta point to something. And and I even said this back in the day that um, you know the mayor had the best job in the world. You know he got to distribute checks. He was he was helping out some of the um, you know some of the restaurants by providing some uh, some grant money to help them open up outdoors. That's great. You know, give the give the governor a call and ask her what it's been like to make those tough decisions. And, uh, you know, and again, take the criticism, take the heat for having to shut the businesses down. Uh, The mayor has never had to endure any of that. And so I'd say that signature accomplishment of his administration uh, being COVID-19, I think that's a little, I think it's a little shallow. I think it's a little weak. Uh, He's really, I think, again, you know, being a mayor, uh, do you if you didn't have this money, this federal stimulus money, and again, $260 million extra dollars, yeah, the mayor would have had to make some very tough decisions. He probably would have had to furlough employees, maybe even yeah, terminate employees. The city has over a $30 million surplus. And, and let me tell you, when I worked for the mayor... Uh, 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 In 2009, when the mayor was R.J. Berry at the time, there's a $68 million deficit. I can tell you, that sucked. Because the first thing you have to do when you go into office is you have to cut. You have to cut the budget. That's tough work, my friends. When you have to cut $68 million, from a budget you know you're you're ticking people off you have to take pay raises away from firefighters and police officers that they were expected to get because there wasn't any money but i'd argue that the, the mayor didn't really have to make tough decisions and i'm not saying that he didn't do a good job but i wouldn't make it out to be like he was the governor uh, and, and having to make extremely difficult decisions. And, and as I said, I think the, the mayor had the best job in the world. He literally got to give money away. Nothing better than that, right? And so, but again, maybe I, I look at this as him saying his major accomplishment is COVID-19. Um, But when you weight that on the merits, I just... To me, it just is. It leaves a lot to be desired. And and if if the mayor, look, the mayor. This is going to come down to one thing and one thing only, in my eyes, and that is the crime problem facing the city. People are getting tired. Again, yesterday, another murder. Last night, I I guess. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how many murders there are. I don't know how many murders there have been in the city so far. Uh, but it's a lot, uh, and uh, and our city is a dangerous place. And I just want you to know, as I said, I'm not saying that the mayor is responsible for it. We just have a lot of crooks and thugs and bad guys uh, in this town. And as I said, this is a violent city. It's extremely dangerous. But this is what the mayor ran on four years ago. He said he was going to clean up not only the crime problem, but he was going to clean up the city. And, and that didn't happen either. Let's take a break. The two the phone lines are open. It's two four three thirty three thirty three. Let me you know what you think. Do you think the mayor deserves, based on his performance over the last four years? Do you think he deserves another four years? Do you think he's actually tackled uh, the crime problem? Do you think that it, it as he said it was a disaster the the ten years the decade before? Well, what's happened in the three and a half years since Christiana you're on news radio k k o b Welcome to the show Hi hello
1: well, well, it's my opinion that um I don't know that Mayor Keller should break his arm any time patting himself on the back i i um I, the homeless problem <laughs> I live downtown and and um has grown exponentially in the last year, and when I say exponentially, I mean exponentially. Oh, yeah. Um, that they, that there are uh, uh, these people are and my heart goes out to them, but they're they're on the side of the road uh, all the way to the sidewalk, spilling over into the gutter onto the street. If you've driven around, if you've driven around, and um, they're, they're tense and they're uh, it's bad. I mean, it's it is. really really bad.
0: Yeah, Christiana, uh, I I I was driving. About that? I was driving over by Eubank and I forty, and I was just shocked. I mean, it's you're right. I mean, there's tents and and camps everywhere.
1: Everywhere. Yeah.
0: Now, now I think Anything. the mayor is going to say that you know they're going to have that facility built over there by the old Loveless uh, Hospital. Um, but I, you know, the question is, is that what the homeless population wants? I mean, many of them are using the streets cor- street corners as their job and so i don't know as if you build a facility like that uh, uh, you know is that gonna make the difference right yeah right. well i agree with you. i think it's gonna be christiana thank you so much for the call i appreciate it i agree with you i i think the homeland homelessness is going to be an issue for a lot of people uh i i don't think there's any question about it when we talk about crime i think the people will bring that will bring that up as well. Vernon, you're on his Radio KKOB. Welcome, Vernon.
2: Uh, hello. I kind of find it real obvious that I know the judges, their hands may be tied in many ways, but these repeat offenders, they go to jail and they get right out and they should do away with this plea bargaining stuff. Just lock them up and keep them there for a long, long time. They don't want to work. They can get free food and a free place to stay. But they're locked up for a long time, they're constantly repeat offenders. Yeah. The cops can only do so much.
0: Yeah, no, but again, let's get back, uh, Vernon, what we're talking about. Uh The mayor made a big deal. His platform in uh, 2017 was he was going to be the guy that turned the crime problem around in four years. Do you think he's done that? Has he lived up to that pledge enough to gain your vote for four more years? No. Okay. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not arguing with you, Vernon, over the judges, but I also don't hear the no, mayor very uh, often take on the judicial system.
2: There are of, yeah. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. No, go ahead.
2: There are so much uh, the law allows in, in uh, even with the the lawyers and the judges, but. Most of the time, these things like these are, these are the news says they're repeat offenders, constantly getting caught for example auto theft and just stealing from the stores constantly. They don't quit, but they don't yeah. want to work.
0: Yeah. No, I agree, Fern, and I appreciate the call, and and that's what we're asking: Are we better off? You know, going back to old Ronald Reagan, are we better off now than we were four years ago? As it relates to crime, and I think if obviously if we're using the murder rate, it's absolutely not Mike you're on his radio cake, you'll be welcome, Mike
3: yes uh hello you know what uh the what gets me is the mayor uh said he was going to be against violence they have they they have all this violence, you never hear about them going after gangs never uh they had uh those uh protests up in the heights. It, Okay, everything's cool. You got your rights and everything by the time By the time they get downtown, there was no cops. What do they do? Tear up the whole downtown. I went down there the other day. It looks like an atomic bomb hit down there. Nobody Man. walking the street. It's kind of sad, you know it's and, very sad. Uh, uh, another thing, the The mayor had this this deal of, of giving the stimulus to illegals and um, people that work in, in uh in restaurants. And uh, those people work for minimum wage, two or three dollars, and and that's all they get. I couldn't believe that. You know, uh, mm-hmm. they only live off tips. That's really sad, man. You're, yeah. you, it, it's it's all messed up. They 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 talk about you know helping the people. The mayor seems like he's a puppet of the governor. The governor, the puppet of Biden. It just works oh, all uh, down here. And we we get, nah. we get we get the, the taxpayer that pays for all this. We get screwed. When are we going to get? A fourteen hundred dollars or twelve hundred dollars from the city, they or break on our
0: taxes of our homes. Never, you never hear that stuff. Yeah. Thank you. All right, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, look, I I don't do the whole puppet thing. You know, I, I they all stand on their own. They're Democrats, okay? You know, that's it, just the way it. It's like Republicans. You know that they, they 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 do Republican things, right? I mean, that's kind of how it works. But, but to say that the my, my point is this, is that, like, I, I I think the governor has had to make incredibly hard decisions as it relates to COVID. Some of them uh, just wildly unpopular. She still did it, and she stands by it. I just don't think the mayor has had that tough a time with it. He's gotten $460 million in surplus money into the bank account and and he's not had to make t- he not had to make tough decisions on cuts he's all he had to do is hand money out and 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 that's what i'm saying it's like if that's his signature accomplishment well then i i i don't yeah i don't know as i said i we'll see as i said we're going to do this this is going to be an exercise uh we've got a race for mayor and uh we're going to we're going to evaluate as they announced whether these people are worthy of reelection or worthy of our vote that's the way it should be. That's the way the process works. Sarah, you're on News Radio KKLB. Welcome to the show.
1: Yes, uh you know something? I, I think Tim Keller is doing a great job. And I think our uh, he's he's blaming me for a crime problem, but our crime problem and homicides went up when we got rid of the death penalty. So it's the state law that affects the Albuquerque crime rate. So as long as there's no fear in killing other people, because there's, there's
0: no consequences that's severe enough for them, no? So you so don't, but wait, but but Sarah, let me say this to you. You, uh, if you're the top guy, right, if you're the number right. one person, and when you run for office, you know, you have to take the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you right? said, if I say to you, I'm going to, when I run and if I win, I'm gonna tackle the crime problem and I'm gonna I'm gonna fix the problems at the Albuquerque Police Department. If that doesn't if that hasn't happened, uh then who's responsible for that?
1: Well, I think he have um like what five thousand speeding tickets were issued out starting October. So so and then more of the speeders were um given more tickets and two hundred dollar uh no two hundred a uh, Reckless driving tickets were issued, so on that right. perspective, I mean traffic so, stops, I mean traffic things have gone down. I mean, I feel like this thing yeah, but Sarah, do we paper.
0: look at listen to what you just said. Oh, well, since October, they're starting to stop traffic. Well, he's been mayor for three and a half years, and and we all know that prior to that, aPD hey, wasn't doing traffic stops.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he what I mean, they. I think they were. But the the numbers are no. starting October. It's five thousand. So he, yeah, he yeah had, cause he's think, running for reelection. I, I feel that starting October, that five thousand speedy tickets were issued out. But I, I heard that. I feel that this is a safer city. I don't know what the data say, but that's what it feels like to me. Safer. So, yeah, I, I don't. The thing is, I don't feel much difference between. Mayor Barry or the one before. It's all about the same except that the people are running red lights and speeding and acting crazy. That's for sure. That's that happened when all the red light came down uh cameras came down with Mayor Barry. Thanks to him he pulled them all out. That's the only thing that I I feel the difference.
0: Well well, I mean Sarah, the numbers don't speak to that though, um as it relates to murders. Yeah, if you want to point yeah, like I said, the mayor when he ran he pointed fingers at Mayor Barry. And look I don't, I, I'm do not i not here making any excuses for Mayor Barry. Quite frankly, I'm not a big fan. Uh, but I think the numbers speak for themselves. 2014, there were 30 murders. And the numbers are pretty consistent. Did start to climb up at the end a little bit. But since the mayor has been the mayor, numbers are off the charts. A- and again... I'm not saying that that's, you know, he didn't do it. But if you're in charge, you have to accept responsibility. <laughs> you know, the, the old buck stops here. And, and, and if you look at this, you know, his statement, the mayor's statement, right? I, I mean, it's not, he, he talks about COVID-19. Well, because he can't talk about crime. He can't talk about cleaning up the police department. Because in September he had to fire his chief because he said he was doing a horrible job, and, and um, you know, and wasn't getting it done. And then he hired the number two guy as the chief. So I, I you know, I, obviously he can't go out there and, and and use the crime problem as the banner. Uh, and and that and that's my point. When I was sheriff, right. When I was sheriff, I said I ran for reelection in 2006. Oh my God, how can that be? When I ran for reelection in 2006, I said my record as sheriff is on the line. I either did a good job or I didn't. And so, um, you know, and that's the that's how it works, man. That's that's why we have this this process. Simple question. As I said, Sarah, I appreciate what you're saying. You like the mayor; it's, it's okay. I, and I'm also going to tell you, he, I, I you got to say he's the front runner, right? He's the he's the incumbent. Beating incumbents is tough. I'm simply saying let's evaluate his record. And and are we better off now than we were three and a half years ago when he took office? That's all. Simple question. And, and if it was crime that was the focus of his platform, how how has he handled that? Uh, You know. So we're talking about Mayor Keller. He's announced that he's running. Obviously, crime will be a big issue, especially if the sheriff runs uh, against him. Uh, One of the other things that I also have to point out is that, again, what people say in a campaign and what they do when they're in office can sometimes be two different things. Uh, The mayor did say that he would campaign. uh, He did campaign in 2017 by saying that he would not increase taxes without voter approval. But we all know that in 2018, there was a tax hike that he approved that never went to the voters. And like all things, that, everything else with Mayor Keller, he defended it by saying, boy, that extra revenue helped the city weather the pandemic. <laughs> so, yeah, he's going to lean very hard into his... um. I mean, that's just ridiculous there was no pandemic in 2018 that's not an excuse you can't use that as an excuse well it sure did look you said in your campaign you wouldn't raise taxes without voter approval and you did it so just say you did it because you felt like it was the right thing to do and say that you violated one of your campaign promises it's simple it's not that hard but you defend it by saying, "Why wow, that extra money? Sure did weather the pandemic." No, the hundred and fifty million from the federal government from taxpayers—that's what helped you weather the storm. Let's get back to the calls. Tony, you're on News Radio be Welcome to the show, Tony. Hello, hello. Welcome, Tony. Okay. So sorry I couldn't
3: tell if you were talking to me. Oh, so, yeah. I got a question for you. So, is it the mayor's job once he has these police officers arrest these people? To keep them in jail? Second question is, does the statistics show that these people are repeat offenders? Or are they
0: first-time offenders? And what are they doing about it? And so, Tony, let me get this right. So is it the mayor's job to keep them in jail? Yeah, because all the people that are doing the crime, I guarantee you, are people that are repeat offenders. All right so first of all you know it's judges right obviously it's their responsibility to say whether somebody should be held and then if they're found guilty uh what 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 would should be the appropriate sentence well let me ask you this when uh, did you when did you what let me ask you this when was the last time you heard the mayor go out there and just rip the judges for releasing these people well no i you hardly ever even hear from the mayor Oh, no, you hear from him. He likes to talk about COVID-19 a lot. Um, well, but but, but my, my point is this, Tony, is that, look, and I'm speaking as an elected official. Your record is the most important thing, right? Because you're in office for four years and you say, I want to be whatever office it is for another four years. Uh, and your record should be what we use to evaluate you, right? That's the way the test works. He said that he was gonna he was gonna turn around the crime problem that had gotten out of hand for ten years prior. Okay, that's fine, you can say that in a campaign. But I'll remind you, 2014 there were thirty murders. In twenty nineteen there were eighty four. Last year there was seventy six. Is that is that a fair criticism? Okay, so how do we have so many murders when everybody
2: was supposed to be locked down?
0: Tony, you don't think that criminals are following the public health orders? I know. Outdoors,
2: I'm, I'm just being uh, a <laughs>
0: I know. No, it,
4: what, what I'm saying is nobody follows the rules, including no. the government.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, look, I, and Tony, I appreciate the call. Look, I'm sim- my point is this. As an elected official, you should be evaluated on your performance when you go out there and you say, look, I mean, a lot of people were hopeful. You know, they're like, all right, here comes Tim Keller. You know, he's, uh, you know, he, he, he's got a fresh approach. Um, you know, he said that he was going to address the crime problems. He said that he was going to turn around APD. Uh, he said he was going to restructure the internal investigations. Well, we just learned that the internal investigations is a nightmare. I Look, and that's not my assessment. I don't know if that's true or not. Internal affairs is so bad under Mayor Keller that he had to bring in a separate chief of police to run it. I just put that in perspective. The internal affairs department is so bad under Mayor Keller, he had to bring in somebody separate from his new chief to run it. And as I said to you two weeks ago, When Medina was announced, that is not a vote of confidence in Chief Medina. It means one of two things. It means that Chief Medina is incapable of running the entire department. Or number two, the crime problem is so bad that it takes two chiefs to do it. I will disagree. I think there are chiefs out there that could have done it all. But the mayor just didn't, you know, he took the person he wanted. We had two national searches under Mayor Keller, and both times he went with his interim chief. And I know that the union didn't want the outside guy. Unions don't want out. They never want the outside guy. They're afraid that their influence will be somehow limited or hampered, and so they pushed for the, for the local guy, the interim guy. I think that was a mistake. I think that the police department is in a situation where the mayor should have looked at somebody, bring in a fresh approach. But but we didn't do that. But I simply say, when you look at the police department, if the mayor is saying, look, he was going to completely restructure internal affairs, and he had three and a half years to this point to do it, and he, and he literally had to bring in somebody else to get the job done. And so now we have two chiefs of police, because let's face it, More bureaucracy always makes a situation much better and easier to manage. And I think it doesn't. I think it's just the opposite. The more bureaucrats you bring in, the more you are likely to see finger-pointing. The accountability is watered down when you have two chiefs of police. And that's what we have in the city of Albuquerque now. You have two chiefs of police. I'm just saying, based on what Mayor Keller pledged to, The citizens of Albuquerque. uh, And and what was actually the result, the end result? Uh, Does he deserve to get four more years in office? You've heard some people say, well, does he does does he is he responsible being we had 84 murders last year or the year before and and 76 last year? Is that really something that uh, is on the should be uh, on the shoulders of the mayor? Well, it, it's something that uh, the voters will have to decide, especially if it's Manny Gonzalez. Ron, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome to the show, Ron.
5: Yes, sir. Um, I think, um, firstly, the um, the crime rate has gotten way worse, and actually, um, the homeless um, it, it's gotten really bad because I I operate a business off of uh, Tramway and um, by the mountains and it's just horrible uh not today because it's cold but it's just so bad (laughs) i've never seen it like that and i've lived in albuquerque since 1980 and the last two years has just been ridiculous and actually i moved out of albuquerque moved to rio rancho and now it's going on it's going up there uh just all kinds of stuff it's just uh it's just crazy um, yeah, it's
0: it's not though. It's again. I mean, there's some things happening up in Rio Rancho, but it's still. Uh, I would yeah. argue a much safer city, Ron. Uh, you're absolutely right. right. Uh, and but, uh, look, uh, has Albuquerque faced a, a a high crime rate for decades? Yes, it has. Yeah. Uh, but I also sure. think. But I also think if you make that pledge and that promise, and your platform is I'm going to turn the crime problem around. And you don't really do it, should that be something that the
5: voters take into consideration yeah i i um I would consider voting for someone else i mean uh just you know uh, as far as the crime uh, actually this is too much i I actually ran out of gas in one of my cars that i because uh, I wholesale cars. I left it on the freeway for about five hours. Went back to go get it, and it was gone. The car? So, yeah, the car is gone. And it was. I left it on i i forty. I had an appointment, so I went back to go put gas in it, and the car is just it's gone. So I had to I had to report it, and uh, I mean it's it's just bad, and uh, uh, the car theft that's and yeah the car theft is really horrible too. It's it's just gotten really bad, also. Man.
0: I, I, Ron, I agree with you. And as I said, there, there's some, look, there's some of the numbers show that some of that stuff is down. I'd also argue this as well. You know, if, if you I told you that our business, uh, somebody threw a rock at one of the windows and the alarm went off uh, last week. And, um, you know, my, uh, it was, it was almost an hour before PD showed up. Uh, because again, they're just going from call to call. So, Mike, you're on News Radio will be Welcome, Mike.
6: Thank you, Darren. Uh, a couple of things. First, I have a kind of a question for you. Uh, as being a former sheriff, the, the head of the Burnleyo County, how much uh, culpability or responsibility does the sheriff department share in the murder rate? Because every, everything that happens in the city seems how seems like, and they're part of Bernalillo County, that they get they get blamed for that, and the and the sheriff department pretty much gets. Card Blanche—they don't. Nothing happens to them. I mean, because you've got a guy um, that's going to be running for mayor—that's part of that problem. How, how much responsibility should he take in his politicking? Uh,
0: well, he's not responsible for the crime rate in the city of Albuquerque. That also Even gets if, back to if, my whole. But well, go ahead, Mike. And Wait. why
6: is that? It, because some of the things that happen in the unincorporated parts of of Albuquerque, in in, in the South Valley, in Paradise Hills and some other
0: places, they get attributed to Albuquerque. No, Do, Mike, uh, not the Mike, Mike, oh, oh, cool. the, well, Lynn, the, go ahead. the murder, the murder rate and the crime rate. OK, those are two okay. separate. The, the, the sheriff's department, when I was the sheriff, I had my own reporting data for the area I was responsible for. And that did not include the city of Albuquerque because I was not uh, I didn't have jurisdiction uh uh, and I would just say direct jurisdiction sheriff has jurisdiction everywhere, but the but the Albuquerque Police Department was responsible uh for the crime problem in in Albuquerque, and the sheriff is for the unincorporated areas, so those are reported okay, so, separately
6: well, with that with that answer how many uh, murders have been in the unincorporated areas in Burnley county per se this year
0: i i'm sure mike we're going to find out aren 't we uh, uh, but, um... Um,
6: and, and that's and that's my point exactly. They 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 point toward Albuquerque every time you turn around, and I live in the county. I've seen what happens in the county. So the the, the crime rate in the county has not improved either. Next question is one, and and and, and I I realize I don't think that, that the mayor has has any grip on the crime problem as far as solving it. But I think the biggest thing that it has to do with is us trying to answer it with one prop with one solution and, I, and if there is one that they need to do is more police we have been short of police since probably 20 years we keep, we have the magic number of 1200 officers that we need and we always end up with 800 because of attrition because of everything it's just not one particular thing that's going to solve the problem but that's going to be a big thing that solves it is the number of police, but you're talking about changing the the culture, the, both the police culture, the 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 population culture, the gun culture. There's so many facets to it that it, you know it's, it's it's I agree with what you're saying. The guy when he does politicking, he's going to say he's going to he's, he's going to put the big S on his chest and and, <laughs> and solve everything, but it ain't going to happen. And no. That's part of politicking, and the politicking culture is not going to change overnight. So,
0: yeah, I appreciate a- a- your time. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Great call. Look, it—that's the point. Uh, um, if you say, if you go out there and you say, "I'm gonna," you know, "I'm gonna fight crime," uh, you know, one of the things when I campaigned in '02, you know, one of my slogans was, "I know what fighting crime is all about." Now, obviously, as a sheriff, I was talking about fighting crime. I mean, that's what sheriffs do, right? Uh, and so I set bench benchmarks on some of the things that I wanted to do. Uh, I was also, and don't get me wrong, I was very fortunate. I took a sher- over a sheriff's department that was run by Joe Bowditch for eight years prior. A very lucky man, because Joe Bowditch was an amazing sheriff. And, and I was gifted with a department uh, that was very well run for eight years, and, and and that's helpful. Trust me, Francis. You're on News Radio be Welcome, Francis.
2: Hello. Uh, I really want to talk about what exasperates me about Keller calling Albuquerque citizens "Borcanios" uh, or the city of Berkey or I don't know. When I start to hear it, I I really turn him off. Uh, you know, he just not sound hip or i don't know what he wants to sound like but but what he does sound like is he sounds ignorant and insulting to our city's fine name he knows what the name is i doubt that he knows the history of it and then there was the problems with his handling of the historic statues. And the, those outsiders mm-hmm. who uh, toured the country uh, trying to uh, cancel culture. Uh, and all those dumb statements he made and actions that he did were were terrible. And his hiding in the museum and all the havoc that ensued by his fear of standing up for Albuquerque is cowardly. Mm-hmm. I have never voted for him. I will never ever vote for him now or in the future. I think he just does not comprehend the city.
0: So Francis, you're um it's safe to say that you're not a maybe.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh
0: you're not on the fence land, right then, I guess. <laughs> Francis. No, I appreciate that. I do. I do uh, <laughs> uh, Francis. Uh let me tell you this, and I appreciate the call very much. I you you said it. You absolutely nailed it. When he says the Burkenos and all that, that's just trying to be cool and be hip, uh, you know, and try to relate uh to the younger generation, you know, the one Albuquerque, you know, we got the great big sign uh that we get to cart around and you know, it's why can't it just be Albuquerque? And, and Albuquerque is, I mean, I I don't know. I like these mayors all a lot of mayors do this they feel like they need to change the logo and all kinds of things and, and but but as for him saying uh Bert Gay and all that yeah he's just trying to be cool you know and he's you know he's a younger guy i guess i mean he's 42 years old um and but but i i i tend to agree with you i don't think it's insulting i just think it's why can't we just have The city have a a logo and an emblem and stick with it. And regardless who the mayor is, quit spending money. And the other thing I'd say to the mayor, quit calling me. You've announced for mayor now. Stop calling me with your uh, auto dialers and telling me that you're going to do another town hall. I don't want to pay for that because now that's just campaigning. You got to pass by me. You got a pass for me because you know we're in COVID, and you wanted people to know what that's fine. And you were spending COVID money on it, but I'll tell you now: I don't need you calling me to, to uh, with your auto dialers every other day, saying that you're going to be doing another uh, town hall and to tune in. Because now I'm telling you, you're just campaigning, and your whole thing about the state of the city, where you spent a bunch of money probably on your one-hour uh, video. Uh, that's campaigning. And I tell you, if a Republican were doing it, uh, people would be setting themselves on fire. They would absolutely set themselves on fire, saying, this is campaigning. That's all that it is. But whatever. Kendra, you're on News radio kick. You'll be welcome, Kendra.
1: Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, number one, crime is not better. It's worse than it's ever been. Um, but my... Beef with the mayor has been for the last couple of years, and everybody I talk to is that this city is just so dirty there's trash everywhere, everywhere we go mm-hmm. in the nicer neighborhoods and it just everywhere you go there's just trash it's not well taken care of all the parks are dirty um i've just been really disappointed in the way i'm embarrassed when c- company comes to visit here that our city looks dirtier than it ever has
0: yeah i uh, you know what Kendra i um I can't disagree with you. Uh, I think that we've got to do a better job. Uh, and, and as I said, I'm not talking about the homeless problem here because there's times, there's places that I drive around. and I go, ah, it makes me cringe. I'm talking straight right. up like you. That I just think that our city can be a lot cleaner. Um, and I know crews are out there working. Uh, I get that. Um, but but yeah, I don't disagree with you. I I think we can. Um, it, it could use a little. It could use a little shine. Kendra, I don't disagree. I don't, and, and uh, you know, it reminds me. Thank you so much for the call. You know, there was a time, and one of my, I'm going to have to rely on some of my uh, my uh, my peer generation. I I can say that now. There was a mayor that either there was an issue with the weeds years ago, and we're talking years ago. This is over thirty years ago, where the whole campaign became about the weeds. Uh, and I'm not talking about the weeds I'm involved in. I'm talking about the weeds that grow on the side of the road. Maybe some of those do too, but um, that's another issue. But anyway, um, there was a whole issue about the weeds. Uh, and, and, yeah, so you're right. Uh, I, but um, like you, I agree. Uh, I think we can do a better job. Uh, and I get it, too. Part of it is with Albuquerque is that because it's it's sand and, and you know, and when there's junk on the side of the road, everybody gets to see it. Let's get back to the calls, Marty. You're on News Radio KKLB. Welcome.
4: Hey, how you doing?
0: I'm good, thank you. How about yourself?
4: I'm all right. I uh, had the experience to work with this organization or this his group, and if you don't belong to, you know, if you don't agree with his ideas, nothing gets accomplished. Um, you know, he was talking about the weeds on the streets. There's way bigger problems than that. I mean, some of the the building maintenance and stuff is really out of hand.
0: Yeah, uh, I yeah I but that's again. The, but you know, you kind of get that, Marty. That when you talk about building maintenance and stuff, that that you're not going to hear a mayor campaign on. I'm going to take care of the building maintenance. You know, in the city yards and things like that. They they like the big ticket items.
4: Oh, well, I'm talking about public safety. Okay. I mean, you know, there's there's handicap ADA stuff out there that should be monitored, and it's not every day.
0: Hmm. But do you think that's unique to Mayor Keller, or is that something that um, has been ignored for for a long time by a lot of different administrations?
4: Oh, I think so, and I think if the people really knew what was going on in that administration, we would turn to a red state almost immediately.
0: I don't think that's probably true, Marty. It's going to take a lot more than, um, you know, and again, I don't know what specifically you're alluding to, but, you know, Mayor Keller is a Democrat, right? Yep. And, and, And he's kind of... You know, like sanctuary cities and all of that. That's look. He's not been shy about that. Those are things that he supports, um, and um, and so I don't think there's any uh, any shock there. And I've been very clear about it, Marty. Is that uh, he is an incumbent. He's running for reelection as a Democrat, even though it's quote unquote nonpartisan. Uh, and and the, the demographics of the city are in his favor from the very beginning. There are a hell of a lot more mean- Democrats than there are Republicans. And, um, you know, and so trying to unseat an incumbent, especially a Democrat, is going to be incredibly difficult. No easy chore whatsoever. He just has to be viewed as the front runner right from the start.
4: Right, right. I agree with that. I just, I, it's time for a change. It's gone on long enough.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, there was a Republican in there three and a half years ago, and in Mayor Barry.
4: There you go. Well, I guess
0: I just proves they're all crooked. Uh, okay, well, Mark, uh, that makes it easy, doesn't it? Well, they're all crooked. Um, you know, as I said, yeah. I look, I had my disagreements. You know, I thought the the you know ABQ ride thing that uh, just the whole that rapid transit mess. Um, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I just but um, yeah, the the problem with it is, as I said, you get into you know, especially if you, you work in city government, there are certain things that obviously you gravitate to. Um, but as I said, the building maintenance and things like that, that those are kind of the you know, the things that don't get a lot of attention, but doesn't mean that they're not important because they are. Uh but it's not gonna be the reason why somebody will make a decision in a ballot box to vote for a mayor. Uh this election, if it does come down to uh Mayor Keller and the sheriff it will be a referendum on crime and we will hear a lot of the things that i've talked about today his promises that he made to reform the police department and make our city a safer city and and that has not happened our city is not a safer city it's a more dangerous city and 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 i'm not look i'm not in the police department i'm not connected to the police department I'm using the the mayor's own words. Uh, his police department for the first three and a half years was a mess. He said that he was gonna, you know, he was gonna stop the finger pointing. Well, what did they do? In September, they pointed fingers at their own appointee and and got rid of him. Uh, but the thing that always is still still has me scratching my head, they went to the number two guy, the guy that's been in charge just as long as the. the and thought that, well, he's the guy to, to, to fix the problems. And, and you know, the guy, he was in charge of the largest bureau. I, that's what I'm saying. It just, to me, it's kind of, it, it is a little, it, it makes me scratch my head. But I'm using the, the mayor's own words that the, for the first three and a half years, the, the city, the police department didn't get it done. And so I don't think he's really lived up to that pledge either. And is he really going to turn it around in a half a year? No, of course not. Uh, that, that'll be impossible. You know, who knows where we are with murders? I mean, what are we 24, 25, 26? I have no idea. I don't know how they're counting. um you know, they're using justifiable, I don't know, as I said, but it's but it's still, even if they aren't messing around with the numbers a little bit, the number of murders in Albuquerque is very high for this first few months.